0: Good watch.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What is up, everyone? It is already week three. Crazy how time has flown. Bye. I am back in Indiana. Chilling at the parents' house. <laughs> um, and what a blowout week two was. Wow. We The lowest scoring differential affair was by 20 points. In week one, it was two points. Week two, we get to the teams really separating themselves from each other. And the lowest scoring differential, like I just said, was 20 And the biggest one was like 75, 74, something like that. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I don't know what all this nerd talks about. I mean, a win's a win, Greg. I don't know why all these numbers have to be involved.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's the men separating themselves from the boys, you know. I don't know where you landed on that spectrum. But, um, yeah, pretty tough losses for some guys and, you know, pretty – uh, even though they scored into the 120s and everything like that, that's a tough loss to have. But then you have guys, you know, out there like, you know, being the big big dog on the block, scoring 140, 150, 160, kind of showing everybody what's uh what's kind of needed for a week to week basis. But yeah, huge blowout. We'll see what happens in week three. Um, but first, I going to talk about some waiver wire stuff
0: yeah waiver wire so everything kind of got processed i think there was a little bit of uh a mad dash about one two three four five six about nine or so people were picked up and dropped off um, notably the biggest purchase was for teddy bridgewater yeah we know how teddy bridgewater is he's uh a journeyman quarterback. Now he's a journeyman for Taylor Swift Johnson. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to bring a lot of good things for this team. I'm not sure when they're going to start him, but uh, when you see a guy like Teddy, you got to get him on your team. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I feel like he Brady, could have probably got, got him. I feel like he could have probably got him around like eight dollars or maybe half. You know, like what he what he paid. But uh, yeah, when you see somebody yeah. you want, just like in the draft. You go get them.
0: Yeah. These uh, prices are very uh, volatile. I don't really see a lot of sense. A lot of them are like, you know, you could have got Raiders defense for $0. That was like a bargain bin. Michael Carter.
1: Panthers defense? Could have
0: got the Panthers defense for like $3. He's basically the lead running back for that team, I think. So I think that's why I grabbed him. So I feel pretty good about that. And I was able to finally get rid of that stupid Colts defense. The one that Greg Mm. made me draft during draft, uh, a little bit of buyer's remorse, but Colts defense ain't going to get it done. Carson Wentz hurt both his ankles. There's no stability on that offense. Then three defensive players were hurt. I'm like, I'm just getting rid of this dead weight while I can.
1: Yeah. Injuries are starting to pile up everywhere.
0: And then uh, some notable people that were cut, Marquez Calloway, that was a, a person that I think a lot of people thought might have been a, a big sleeper going in because of uh, the New Orleans not having anybody as a receiver. This guy jumps into the wide receiver one role, and then I guess he doesn't really do much. And then finally, Cordell Patterson, you know, that old bear of ours. The guy that used to come in and spell for Tariq Cohen when he needed a break. I guess he's a really good running back, and he's for the Falcons all of a sudden. So, And that's actually the ex-Bears running back, core because Mike Davis was an ex-Bear, too. So there's Mike Davis and Cordell.
1: Yeah, all playing for ATL. I think the Cordell Patterson one is the, probably one of the better pickups out of uh, the lot.
0: Yeah, and it all basically came from the same player. It looks like Taylor Swift-Johnson was busy on this wire. Like Four pickups, four drops. That's basically half what the the whole entire league did, so I'm glad he uh, went completely shopping and retooling his whole team. It might be needed. All right, we're about ready to jump into the week three matchups, the meat and potatoes of this. Week three matchups, matchups, matchups. Starting off with our first matchup is another rival week. The last week of the rivalries is going on. We have Heartliners facing up against Munster Magicians. Uh, Munster Magicians uh, currently has the commanding advantage of 0.9 points. So, if I was a betting man, I'd probably be voting for Monster Magician to win. They are projected to win. But, Greg, is there anything notable about this matchup that you see that could be the deciding factor?
1: Well, yeah, like you said it, right, this is week three, the last week that we go against our division mates uh, to kind of, like, put some space in between us with the, in the game's back column uh, and... Monster magicians there's one in each division so for the for this division monster magicians has the upper hand with the 2 and0 record uh, and heartliners just for that one game back so uh, everybody who's that one game back is looking to get even with these two and O teams um, looking at all the players here it's it's uh it's shocking to see Robert Woods on the bench, um, I know, I think – I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, this is your team that I'll, I'll ask about. Kareem Hunt, have you played him at all yet?
0: Yeah, I do I think I did play him. I think he got me like five points or something.
1: Oh, that was last week?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I. I mean, you know best. You're watching him. I just – I always hear Kareem Hunt when uh when Cleveland's on the uh the the tube. But uh yeah, I think Robert Woods being on the bench might uh I don't know if that's going to be a shootout game or not there with uh, with LA and Tampa Bay. I mean, that those quarterbacks are pretty good gunslingers and uh, I don't know even though they have stout defenses, you see what happens um with with the Tampa Bay in week one, they got on pretty much a shootout. And, um, and yeah, I think L.A. is probably a team that's going to be most capable to try to keep up with Tom Brady in that offense. So Robert Woods would be a beneficiary of that. Um, looking across the way, I don't know how he does it, but he always pulls the rabbit out of his hat. Uh, the magicians have Saquon, uh, and he their first round pick and he's still you know he's doing okay I would say for a first round pick. Um nothing too substantial. But uh he's put together a hell of a team and it it's just sneaky good. And I think I said it before, but he is sneaky good. And I, I don't see anything um if he's thinking about any optimizations, I would I would probably plug in Melvin Gordon going against the Jets D. Uh but as I look at it right now, he's got a pretty good lineup and uh and so do you, Rick. Um good matchups across the across the board on both sides. I really like uh Deirdre Hopkins going against Jacksonville. Um and, and DJ Moore going against Houston. So um yeah I think I don't know. I'd like to say that this would be a close uh scoring affair, but like we saw last week there was just a bunch of blowouts so um but I'm going to give this one to uh to Luke here. I think he goes 3 and 0 and has a hot hot start to uh to the season and uh I didn't pay him any respects the past two weeks. I'll pay him respects this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Luke has been highly touted by me. I think he's always very highly on my power rankings. Uh, I saw that the Saquon Barkley acquisition was very much a waiting game. Uh, Saquon is still dealing with the injury. Um, but there are some signs that he's ready to go full force. Uh, unlucky for me, that might be this week against a very soft Atlanta Falcons uh, defense. Um, uh, Other than that, I mean, I'm I'm not really too concerned about uh, his team. I feel like Calvin Ridley still has not really fully shown what he can do in that offense. I think uh, Calvin Ridley was like a top five wide receiver, but more or less, I feel like it can be neutralized by my D. Hopkins output. Um, The real big difference maker for me, and you alluded to, was Robert Woods. And uh, that's actually something I'm going to probably be retooling as I go. But uh, the person I put in over Robert Woods is the 10th best running back in fantasy. That is Tyson Williams. Uh, Tyson's going against the Detroit Lions, the Lions who just gave 30-something points to Aaron Jones. I just see Tyson Williams just being able to get half of that. And then if that happens, then guess what? He's probably going to be the top five running back in fantasy. Uh, Tyson Williams is kind of the steal. I'm kind of seeing a a trend here. The first week I start Tyson Williams, I win that game. The second week I don't start Tyson Williams, I lose. It's basically my lucky charm. So I got to eat my lucky charms because they are delicious. So that's why I'm bringing Tyson Williams. And You're going to eat Tyson Williams? Huh?
1: You're going to eat your lucky charm, Tyson Williams?
0: I'm going to get my lucky charms on. He's my lucky charm. But the other thing that's pretty substantial is the defenses. (laughs) You're looking at the defensive matchup. I mean, you see all these check marks on Luke's side. Who gives a shit about that? I see a check mark on defense, and we know defense wins games here. Panthers going against the Houston Texans. You know who they're starting as the quarterback for the Houston Texans? Does anyone know his name? I have no clue. It doesn't matter what his name is. It's no longer uh, Ty God. It's some guy named like Daniel Mims or something. Somebody out of a Shakespearean play little stupid story. He's got the 49ers defense, which that sounds like a pretty good defense on paper. But they're going against the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to dismantle this team. I see myself getting like 30 points with my defense and him getting like you know three points. So that's how I see myself winning. Uh no optimizations for him. Uh he's he's got his best guys out. I don't really see anything that Luke can do to squirm his way out of it. He just has to count his lucky stars that Saquon Barkley is magically healed, that Calvin Ridley stops sucking, and that uh, you know, his other t- his other players are pretty good. I think those are the two that I would really key in on though. If as the reason if he can't, you know, win this is put Saquon and Calvin Ridley though. That's his Achilles heel. Yeah.
1: They have good matchups though this week. Uh, both y'all, and uh, so that's one for Monster Magicians and one for Hardliners.
0: Yeah, there's a streak. I think I've always voted for myself. I guess that's kind of telling. So, the next matchup we have the 0 2 Fortnite, the most improved team from last year, facing off against Taylor Swift Johnson, who is one and one, and basically we already heard in the waiver wire segment that they basically just gave away half their team to pick up new people. Let's see how Greg sees those waiver wire acquisitions (laughs) playing out in this matchup.
1: Well, I know now I know why he picked up Teddy Bridgewater because he's going against the goddamn jets. Um, which I mean, yeah, that could play well for him. Um, he's started to cook on, on offense a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, there's some good matchups on, on the Johnson side. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going against Tennessee, which um, Tennessee, for whatever reason, has just been soft this, this year on defense. And it looked like in the offseason that they had re, retuned and tooled their defense to where it was going to be a much improved defense to uh, a team that was already um, a playoff team and a Super Bowl contender. But... Uh, hasn't shown so far this season. They look like they've gone the opposite direction. Um, and he's actually got a stack with getting Bridgewater on board with Cortland Sutton. So that could be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, and then anything that they don't get in the red zone, that kicker that J- Taylor swift Johnsons has, Brandon McManus, he'll pick up. So... Uh, a lot of a lot of Broncos trying to uh, buck their way to a second win here on uh, the Johnson's team, um, and then across the way, I think Dusty's team is good in everything every week, and he just doesn't get a win. I mean, it didn't matter last week if he had Derrick Henry in there; he who scored forty and above points, uh, he still would uh, wouldn't have won against his opponent, um, and he had a William Fuller in there who's in there right now, who's just out. He's I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but as far as what we're looking at right now, uh, he's he's not. He's not playing this week. He didn't play last week, um, so that's something that he's got to like throw in there. Which he's got enough guys on his bench that are worthy of starts, like his number one on that list, Robbie Anderson. Or DJ Chark, or even Darnell Mooney going against Cleveland, uh, and the rookie Jalen Waddle. Those are all valid options to go with. Um, and Roby Anderson is probably the best one I'm going to get up against Houston. So, um, but yeah, I think overall, I'm going to give this one to Fortnite and get his first win against the uh, the Swift Johnsons.
0: Yeah, interesting take. You know, I also uh, recollect that I think that was your last uh, matchup was against the uh, Fortnite.
1: Uh, yep, that was the young guns oh, so taking him down. Uh
0: your win was because he didn't start a player, so it was eight on nine. Um, yeah. Working in that disadvantage uh, proved very costly for Dusty. I oh, hope Dusty was uh, it? actually is playing in this league and not just uh, a zombie where uh, he doesn't really check his lineup. I think there's like a rule in the Constitution that we created, if it's like three times or twice or something like that, and the commissioner has to talk to you, and basically uh, somebody, you know, tattles on you, you might get put in a corner.
1: Yeah, we had you a talk
0: earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but if Dusty does wake up and he does put in anybody, except for the other people that are out on his bench, I, I'm looking at Zachary, I guess he's out. Uh, you put in anybody, I think you can win... Against uh, against uh, buyers team as it were, uh, but I do really like uh, that tie-in though with the Teddy Bridgewater pickup. It's it's looking really good, and I think Cortland Sutton is probably wide receiver wide receiver two worthy. And it's not a bad bet to put all your chips on against a New York Jets team. So if if Mike wins, I think it's just sheer greatness in coaching. It looks like something heartliners would do. So. I'm kind of going back and forth. but I think Dusty should win, but based on what we're seeing right now, I would say Mike is going to win just because it's 9 versus 8. Same reason why Greg won last week. Anyway, moving on to the next <laughs> matchup. All right, so there's, we have, what,
1: one for Dusty and one for Mike Beyer here?
0: Yeah. The next matchup we have on the top kit is the 219 Region Rats, who started off hot at a blistering... Highest score of week one. But now they're one and one. And they got a little taste of mortality. And they're getting to the go against Young Guns. It was two and oh because he went against Dusty. But Greg, how do you see in this matchup shake out? Who takes the crown for this matchup?
1: Again, beat him by seventy wouldn't matter who he had in there. Um but this week, 40, week three 40, 40, it's going to be a fun one, and I have said multiple times how much I like this region rat team. He's he's come back from the dead um, to the Neighborhood Watch League, who he was on a six-year, is that correct, six-year hiatus?
0: Six-year hiatus.
1: Yeah, so uh, his team looks great. I love the – and I talk about it every week, sorry – if you're if you're tired of it but the patty mahomes and the um Tariq hill package deal here love it and they're going up against the chargers this week which is it's a fair um fair matchup uh Tariq didn't do so hot i don't believe last week and um but uh i still like that that stack uh it's almost as good as is the stack across the way with uh, the young Tom Brady and the young Gronkowski. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think all chips are just on young guns right now. They're just so hot. Um, just too hot to handle. And, uh, they even have the young Justin Fields coming into play this, this, this week, even though Justin is on the bench, but it's, you know, another young gun joining the, uh, join the players that play um but uh yeah i like region rats too but i think this game uh if there's any game that's going to be high scoring it's this matchup right here um and i like everything that he's got going for his matchups um maybe look at it and kind of tinker with it maybe juju fits in somewhere i know last week i was saying the the uh, Debo Samuel had to find his way in, and Juju would be the, the way to get him out. But I like both those guys this week. Debo going against Green Bay is a good one, and Juju going against Cincinnati is also a good one. So uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe Godwin is the the guy this week, but Godwin's also one of those higher picks, so it's kind of a hard guy not to take out of the roster. Um, but, again, um, Rams and Buccaneers could be a shootout and those defenses not even matter so yeah uh young guns yeah i think the rams
0: uh tampa bay game is going to be probably the most pivotal thing about this matchup despite uh antonio brown's uh recent battle with covid it might take somebody out of the carousel which makes the stakes even higher i mean the carousel really for the for the buccaneers is tom brady and to grunk scotty tom miller brady to godwin Tom Brady to Mike Evans. Uh, I think the best person is Godwin, as it is on its own. Uh, I kind of think Gronk's uh, touchdown dependency, if he doesn't get the touchdowns, I mean, you're looking at four for, you know, 28. It's a big difference instead of having two touchdowns. So Godwin gets the yardage and he can get the touchdowns. However, Cody, you also have Miles Gaskin. And that team, the Dolphins, look like they're imploding. Uh, and Las Vegas is an ascending team. You even pick the Raiders' defense, so it's almost like you kind of have your foot in both tanks. You got Miles Gaskin, who you thinks going to do well enough, but Las Vegas that's going to get key takeaways. So um, it just looks like these teams look to me like they're kind of shaky. And on Young Gun side, I don't understand Michael Pittman Jr., um, who is the the quarterback right now for the Colts—it's not Carson Wentz. You're really going to trust uh, what's what's his face to throw the ball to Michael Pittman? I think they're going to learn like very lean on Jonathan Taylor if anything, and maybe the defense can bail them out. So I see a lot of warts in these—you uh, know—what should be very high-scoring teams. But I think this week we can expect the matchup to be kind of lower scoring. <laughs> Ultimately. I'll decide with my blood, Cody, to win.
1: All right, we're going one and one again.
0: To the next matchup, we have Tune Squad, who is zero and two, facing off against Hot Pocket. Uh, what's that, a new team?
1: I thought there was
0: a... uh, Portland Sutton's blah, blah, blah. Looks like somebody just absorbed Shane's brain and put a new name into it. And what's that name called? Oh, as he drinks. Hot (laughs) Locket! Hot Locket. Hot Locket. Hot uh, Locket. Hot Locket. Anyway, these two are facing off in... What should be a pretty uh looks like it could be an evenish match, but uh what would you say about this matchup, Greg?
1: Well it's a tough one. It's a tough pick. Uh just looking at the the matchups here to go for anything, Nick has, has been having his struggles. But he scored well last week, uh, late with Aaron Jones scoring those, I think, four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns. I think it was four. 38 uh, points. Yeah, ridiculous. So, And that helped the uh, Toon Squad get up to that 124, 120 area for, uh, for a loss. But it was a good performance, good show out by the team, and maybe, hopefully, restored some faith in um, Coach Nick St. Martin's uh, ability to – Think that he drafted well and that he can coach well with the team because 120 points is is a good score for a week, and it's just unfortunate that you went against somebody uh, scoring higher. I think Nick was the sixth highest scorer last week. He just didn't have the right matchup uh, as far as the person he was going against across the way. Uh, This week, he's going against Shane, and Shane scored I think the second highest last week with 159, maybe. I want to say, but uh, yeah, and it it's not going to get any easier for Nick. I think Nick actually has probably the toughest schedule because um, this looks like a, a matchup that favors Shane. Um, just looking at all the matchups that his big hitters are taking on. Derek Henry going against the Indianapolis D. Ricky alluded to it earlier, saying that the D took some injuries. It's why he dropped them. Uh, and Lamar Jackson going against Detroit. We've seen how disastrous Detroit has been uh, as of late. Um, so I think those are just going to be two guys that are going to take it home for the uh, the hot lockets. I almost uh, was Thielen and Sutton on something instead. But, uh, you know, looking at Nick's team, he's got the lineup if the teams can produce and do well, uh, Justin Herbert's going against KC. I think that's going to be a good matchup for Herbert. Um, hopefully he can produce like he did last year and this will be that game that he gets back into it, uh, and starts, you know, looking like the Justin Herbert of the sophomore year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see much else for for Nick's team. I think he's he's doing what he can, and he's he's doing it well. Broncos going against Jets is going to be a a nice one for him as well. So, but I've got Hot Locket. Sorry, Nick.
0: Yeah, I mean full disclosure. I think it's Hot Locket, and probably not that close. It just comes down to the playmakers of Lamar Jackson. He's basically the quarterback and the running back one for Baltimore, going against probably the easiest team to run on, the Detroit Lions. And then we saw what Derrick Henry, King Henry, was able to do just last week, and now he's going against a, a pretty soft Colts defense uh, without a quarterback. So I imagine they're going to play keep away for a lot of a lot of this game, um, but. For Nick to have a snowball's chance, uh, he definitely probably wants to put in some of his higher ceiling players, some people that can probably score big. I know we were talking about this Jets game, but he does have Corey Davis on his bench. I imagine a garbage-time touchdown just could be the thing that might save Nick. Uh, I don't really see the same kind of upside with Elijah Mitchell, who was recently out of a game. He got knocked out. He's injured. He's injured. And uh looks like San Francisco, they're calling up practice squad, running backs. They're getting all these other running backs to form some kind of MASH unit committee. I'm not sure if the touches are going to be there for Elijah. So I might be inclined to swap out Elijah. Uh, but that's just what I would do. Probably not the right thing to do. But I think as it stands, I think it's pretty... This is probably the biggest uh, delta between matchups, I think, Shane
1: can easily win this one though yeah and you know disclaimer we're we're both thinking that uh dusty was gonna do well against the young guns last week and they got smoked right so nick could do the same thing here against hot locket it's just the lot the matchups that we're looking at lamar and derrick henry and some of the other ones just look really good so we think that they're gonna score well but um yeah, Aaron yeah. Jones and Herbert could easily go off just as well. So, uh, Nick, I yeah. think you your your lineup that you have is good. You're you're picking the right the guys that you've drafted and everything, and you can just as easily get back into 120. You just got to catch a hot locket on a and on on an off day.
0: Moving on to our next matchup. We have Hakeem's Crescent City Hot Boys squaring off against another undefeated team. Uh, that's Mike Wise, SCLSU, Mo' Dogs. Mo' Dogs. Uh, 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 uh. What would you say there,
1: Rick? What's your breakdown
0: mm. of this matchup?
1: Breakdown. Crescent City Hot Boys, I know you like them, Rick, but, uh, man, I think this is slowly becoming uh, one of the sadder teams that we've got. And, uh, you know, they've been dealing without OBJ, and maybe OBJ gets back on the field this week and writes the ship for Crescent City Hot Boys. Um, And, you know, they start getting those higher scores to, to victory. Uh, I know he's 1-1, one one, but he's been one of the lower-scoring teams, I believe, uh, out of each of the past two weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think OBJ gets back out there for him going against Chicago. Uh, I think that's a that's something that he'll have to take a look at and, and maybe get in there and figure out whether he's going to sit Cole Beasley or maybe uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, one of those guys I would think would be the guys going out but then again uh how's Delvin Cook doing cuz he got kind of dinged up in the week 2 matchup um, going across the way with the the Mud Dogs uh I love his top 3 guys uh Russ is is cooking he's doing well um and then Nick Chubb is is also um he's he's rolling very well I think this season and should have been drafted higher um same thing with cooper cup holy smokes that guy he's like touchdown machine just cranking him out over there um and i think he keeps doing that this week against tampa bay uh, i really do think that tampa bay and the rams uh bucks and rams game is going to be just a, a shootout and the they both have the quarterbacks to do so so um but yeah and then the rest of. That lineup over on the mud dog side, you know, it's it's if the running backs show up or not. Um but so far I think he's done he's done well. Last week he played Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase got him a tutty, so good play there. I'm going mud dogs.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't know if I liked Hakeem. You kind of reminded me that I did like Hakeem, but I'm not sure if I like should he like Hakeem? I have very uh, suggestive reasoning in my head, and I can't really remember if I like this guy. But I'm looking at this team, and I'm looking at his underperforming wide receiver, A.J. Brown, whose positional rank is 45. This guy is, like, supposed to be a top-ten receiver. Could this be the week that he goes against the Colts, the soft, beat-up Colts, and does a monster game? Maybe. But... Even if he does, I feel like the combination of Nick Chubb and Cooper Cup basically neutralizes that. So maybe it's Dalvin Cook, who does have a little bit of a sprained ankle. I mean, stranger things have happened. Dalvin Cook is still practicing. He is still playing. So I could see him going up against Seahawks. But then you look at the thing that makes me really not like Hakeem's team, and that is it's playing Josh Allen, expecting a big game, against Washington, and then lo and behold, what does this guy have? He has Washington's defense. It's like, if if Josh Allen does really well for you, the defense is not going to do well, man. I would say your optimization really has to get Washington defense out and put the Packers in against San Fran. They don't have a running back right now. They barely have a quarterback. They don't even have a wide receiver. George Kill's not doing shit. I would say that the Packers' defense is the play. Because if you think Josh Allen's going to do well, then it's going to really hurt your 20 points that you're getting from your defense, and you're not going to get as much points as you would have if you didn't swap them out. I think if you do that, you have a chance. I mean, if you do have that, I still think dogs wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some so optimizations better. then. I think dog has his problems too. Antonio Gibson's is showing some committiness with uh, J.D. McKissick coming in, taking snaps. I don't know what happened to James Robinson in those last couple of weeks, but it's like Carlos Hyde or uh, some other random running back that Urban Myers likes is taking over some meaningful snaps. Uh, other than that, I think his team's pretty pretty much okay. And then Max Williams, I didn't know him, but he's an Arizona Cardinal, and Kyler Murray likes throwing the ball around, so there you have it. I think my dogs wins this. I think this is probably the second other big blow-up matchup where it's kind of not really close.
1: but. And what she was your was first? For it. What was your first? My first one. Big blow-up matchup?
0: Oh, you can rewind this podcast. There's a rewind function.
1: The man doesn't even remember.
0: But it was Toon Squad and Hot Locket. The matchup right before this one. Right before this one. <laughs> and the last matchup for us to cover is the reigning defending back-to-back champion who's 0-2 Dirty Randys squaring up against TM Ninja Turtles Joker win is 1-1 one and one. Greg, who do you think going to win this matchup?
1: Well, this is uh, awesomely projected. Even though we don't really go off of projections and everything, they're both projected to get 122.1 points, which is so amazing. Uh, Could this be our first tie ever since I plugged in the rules to where we most likely will not get uh, ties? Uh, Only wins and losses? We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, It seems like Chad gets into these like he gets 12th round pick last year and this year and I don't know if he got it uh, the year the first year when he won his first championship but after he wins the championship he gets 12th round pick and it's random and then he goes with an 0-2 start I think last year he started 0-3 so I just think he likes playing with this like look of a disadvantage right so uh i don't think oh,
0: yeah, he two of him.
1: yeah yeah he's uh he he likes to be you know people think that oh he's a reigning defending champ he's held out up on this pedestal but no let him dial it back for you and he's going to be creeping out of you know the swamp or the the weeds on you, and he's going to come and surprise the whole league and take take us all by storm and get his third championship. Oh, after... yeah, yeah,
0: he sucks for luck is what you're saying. Yeah. He
1: sucks for luck, yeah. Not Andrew Luck, but real luck. Right. right. Like those lucky charms that you got, you know, that you'd like to swallow. Um, so looking at this matchup, you got Dak Prescott going against Philly, and you got Miles Sanders going against Dallas, going against Dak. Um, I think Dallas takes it to Philly, um, and I don't really see Miles Sanders being much of a factor in this, this game um, because it's just going to be a, a shootout. And, well, not really a shootout, but Dallas will get up early, and um, Philly will be playing catch-up, so they won't be using their backs as much. Um I like the play of Rondell Moore getting in there going against Jacksonville. I think that's, that's very clever. Um it's a good play. Um uh, and then obviously he's filling in for the uh A B from T B who's out right now with COVID. Um so like the like the lineup that Dirty Randy's has set. And then looking over at T M N T, got Kyler Murray going against Jacksonville which is going to be really nice for him. Alan Kamara, I don't really know how he's looking this season. It it seems like he's really like hit or miss, like kind of clunky. Um, I don't know that he did much last week. I think he kind of got shut down. Um, but for the rest of the group here, I like it. I like what I'm seeing from uh, the lineup of TMNT. Um, Ken and Drake is getting to play so i'm sure you'll talk more about this rick you both uh vegas running backs are in there um but yeah i think overall if i gotta pick one man is it tough but i like tmnt here Um uh, mainly because of kyler oh. murray going against jacksonville um but I think mean, that's a big big reason. <laughs> I think yeah, that's that's really it. Uh, but I mean you can't really base it all on one player, but I mean here it just looks awesome. Stefan Diggs will do well for Dirty Randys, but yeah, if there's there's one game that I would have to call close, I think it's this game. Um but maybe there's some underperformances too. T M Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh
0: TMNT- I don't know, these, these teams almost seem kind of similar to me. They both have pretty good quarterback play. I know Dak didn't do so well, but that was because the running game. From Dallas was very substantial in last week's victory, so maybe it's time to throw. I don't know if Eagles has the firepower. I think it really manages with if Jalen Hurts can keep up to speed with Dak Prescott to make it a shootout. I already know Kyler Murray uh, will be able to decimate Jacksonville. That's why I think the really smart thing is, like you said, Rondell Moore is kind of like that neutralizer. If he does get a deep pass off like he did last week, it's going to be probably even more beneficial for Chad to get that. But if it's any other receiver, Max Williams, DeAndre Hobson's, uh Christian Kirk, or one of those dump-off passes to Chase Edmonds, well then you're kind of not really uh, protecting yourself that well. So I think it really has to come down to uh, Team NT taking it. Uh, unless Travis Kelsey really does put on this huge effort, I think Travis Kelsey is really going to have to will Chad to win. He's going to need everything he got out of his one of his top picks. And I don't know if Tanya's going to be able to even match it remotely, but if he gets a touchdown, maybe it can help the sting. Other than that, I think TMNT makes it. I think there's some optimizations that could be uh, made. Yep. I'm not too old on Chase Claypool being in there. I think you could definitely swap in somebody like Sony Michelle, which I think might be the smart thing to do because Daryl Henderson, I think he has cracked ribs or something like that. Very painful.
1: Who's across the way?
0: Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a last minute thing where Sony Michelle's the. The Rams running back, and now is at a deficit because now he can't really start Darrell Henderson. And look at TMNT, I don't really see... Uh,
1: Devontae Smith, I Nelson he,
0: Aguilar. Yeah, Devontae Smith or Nelson Aguilar, but not as good option as Darrell Henderson. So I think that would probably be the thing you want to watch this week just for injury news and maybe put in that late ad for Sonny Michelle as your snowball's chance because he could be the running back one for probably one of the most prolific
1: offenses but yeah team n t all right there it is we're both on team I think that's the one of maybe only two that we completely agreed with this time around uh, last week ricky went with only one team that got a win and yours truly had three so i went 50 and 50% ricky went 10 percent um yeah the
0: last year i got all my picks right i was 100 percent
1: mm. Oh, one
0: hundred percent.
1: is that in your other league
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah we'll see this this week is uh i i like it i like every week this is the last one of the divisions the rivalries and uh then we'll be off to just conquer the rest of the league all together and see who uh who comes out on top but this is a, a fun start for everybody maybe those if only those 0 and 2 teams were facing off against all the 0 or 2 and 0 teams uh is there any of those this week Do we I don't even know if we looked at that um I don't think that there is but um we'll try to check that out for you and I'll do some filibustering <laughs> as we're we're looking that up. Um but
0: n- yep, right here, LSU mud Dogs versus Tune Squad is a two and o versus the O and two. And then also Monster Magician versus uh Dirty Randys.
1: Isn't that last week? Yeah, there's no yes. there's <laughs> 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 there is uh there's no two and o's going against oh and twos it's all one and ones going against everybody there's a plethora of the one
0: and ones um, yeah yeah correct so here's a good question who's gonna be the last uh oh. who's gonna be the last undefeated if you had to guess uh, we have Monster Magicians who are undefeated. We have Young Guns that's undefeated. Magicians, and we also have Mud uh, Dogs undefeated. Who would you think yeah. would be the, uh, the one that stands tall and is undefeated the longest?
1: I, I do like all these teams. I think, you know, Magicians are a very sneaky good team. Um, and looking at all the matchups going this week, um, yeah, it is. I don't know. Do you have an answer already? Because I'm thinking about this one.
0: Well, I know I picked Cody, so that eliminates you. And then I know I picked myself, and that eliminates oh. Luke. So by elimination, it's pretty easy for me to say it's Mud Dogs, who's going against Hakeem, who was one of the bigger uh, Deltas in that matchup. So I would say Mud Dogs based on everything being. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Yeah, I picked all the 2-0 and o teams, actually, to win this week. Magicians, Mud Dogs, and Young Guns. So yeah, it's a little bit tougher than me for me to choose who would go. I guess, you know, being a homer, I would choose myself, but I do like Mud Dogs' team. Uh and I'm just flabbergasted on how magicians keeps getting these wins. Um but he does so with style. So um yeah, it's uh I'll just go with myself just to pick something. Um and uh we'll see what what happens this week. There could be none. Right, we could all lose it this week.
0: That's true. Do we have uh, the other side of the spectrum? Do you want to answer that question? Who you think is going to be the last winless team Um, of those? It's Chad, our you know two-time champ, who's zero and two. We also have Nick, who's also zero and two, and then finally Dusty, who would you think would be the last one to be winless?
1: Or yeah, or just not to get a win the whole season. I mean, geez.
0: Well maybe like last one to get a win. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um man. I'm looking ahead even now at week four and it would be nice to see one of those players, uh those teams play off against each other. Uh, but they're not um not not even next week. Uh, but I would have to say Dusty. I think Dusty's uh kind of clumsiness would um, of not putting in somebody who is playing that week we could see that again possibly Um, I mean it happened once can happen again and this time it could be even more detrimental if it's a closer game last week didn't really matter I mean he could have sat his whole team it didn't didn't make a difference Um, but yeah I think I think Dusty is my choice for the guy to go Oh, Dirty Randy's and Toon Squad play each other in week five. So one of those guys will get a win by week five. Um, So hold on to your butts. But I think Dusty is the one for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's unanimous. I think uh, Nick might be scrutinizing his team too much. I think Chad might be a little bit like, this is all part of the plan for me to suck because it's what I always do. But Dusty, uh, he just seems kind of like not really present. He's not really checking his lineup before the matches. He's got a guy that's out that started last week. And then if you look at points against, he actually has the most points by far. (laughs) He has like 318 points that have been scored against him in only two weeks. 318. That means on average he gets scored on by like 150 points. And then you have... Luke, who, lucky Luke, has the least amount of points that's been supported in the last there two There you weeks, go, toughest,
1: toughest schedule and easiest schedule right there.
0: And Greg's right with him. <laughs> oh, a, a, am I? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, yeah. it didn't matter who I went against last week, so.
0: Yep, get it out of your system, Greg. Those old vets are going to break down over time. They're not going to be able to recover as a young person would.
1: Holy grail, my friend, holy grail. Yeah. The young guns are truly young at heart. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for me. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a wrap. That's a good show. We're there at uh, the fifty-minute mark just about now. Um, good luck, guys. Hopefully, half of you prove us wrong, and you know the other half we're we're rooting for you. Um, sort of. And we just see the matchups and explain it how it is. We're not really rooting for anybody but ourselves. I'm just rooting for a trade. Uh, ooh, who will be the first trade? Will it happen this week? That'll be that'll be fun and interesting. Maybe Nick should trade one of those tight ends. Who knows? Um that might be his Achilles heel right now, is just starting two tight ends. Um yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Um that's it. Peace out. Won't, Won't you be, you be, be my neighbor?
0: Hood watch. Now who's a pretty